Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. This afternoon I have a instructional message and I've entitled it Snatching Men from Hell. In recent times, I mentioned this here in church, as I think also in School of Perfection, God had me review Kenneth Hagin's book on I Believe in Visions. I first read it 43 years ago in 1980. But in recent times, God said, don't just try and remember what you read. Go and read it afresh. I was actually on the plane when I did this. I was traveling somewhere. And I, the book, it's on my, uh, I bought it on my iPad. So I, I went through it. And it put in me a fresh urgency of God's purpose for our generation. I'm not saying this just because of Ken Hagen. Ken Hagen is dead. He's gone to, he's, in, he's with God in heaven. I'm saying it because it is based on God's word. I don't care what vision you have, what revelation. If there is no basis in the word of God, we cannot accept it. So I'm not accepting these things simply because it's Kenneth Hagen. I'm accepting it because it is based on God's word, which I will give you as I go on. And Kenneth Hagen tells us the story in the first chapter of how God raised him up from the deathbed. He was born prematurely with an incurable, a deformed heart and an incurable blood disease. And the doctors said he would not live past the age of 16. 17 years old. His father was not a very responsible person. He was hardly ever home. Ken Hagen, they had three children. He had a senior sister, then Kenneth Hagen, and then he had a junior brother. Only three of them. Many times the man would just go. He wouldn't leave the house. No food. His mother's parents were well-to-do. They were not rich-rich, but they were well-to-do. And they never wanted her to marry his father. Anyway, he turned out to be very irresponsible. And while she was pregnant for Kenneth Hagen, he left. They didn't know where he went. So his mommy had to swallow her pride and go to her parents. Her parents were very loving people and they took him in, took her in rather, and helped her feeding, looking after the children. It was at this time Kenneth Hagen was born. Like I said, he had this incurable heart disease, blood disease and a deformed heart. And it was, it, the chances of his living was very, very slim. However, 
God intervened supernaturally. I'm so glad I read that book afresh. Because all these things, I read them years ago, but I couldn't remember. Jesus actually appeared to his mom. His mommy did not tell him this until many years later. When she was pregnant and, you know, said the baby will live and she will not die. You will have the baby. She didn't. She was Baptist, Methodist. They didn't have visions. They didn't have things like that. So she, she didn't tell anybody. Maybe she told her mom, but nobody else. And, uh, and that baby was born. But the baby was sick. And um, he survived. His parents, his grandparents rather, had a little bit of money. So they took him to Mayo Clinic. Back in those days, Mayo Clinic, still today, you know, it's all the top medical places in um, America. They ran all the tests and everything. And they told his grandfather, that, well, you know, we don't have any cure. There's no, there's no cure for this. So just manage him as best as you can. So when he was 16, <clears throat> the situation deteriorated and he became bedfast. That is, he couldn't get up out of bed. His mom and his grandmother used to come and have him. They used to sponge bath him. You know, and then they would bring food for him, you know, to eat. He couldn't get up from the bed. That's how sick he was. And around his between 16 year old, one day finally he died. He tells the story. He has another book which is called I Went to Hell. But you find the same thing in I Believe in Vision. You can Google this. You can go to Amazon. and You'll be able to buy the books. And you can verify what I'm saying. Like I said, I'm not saying because it's Ken Hagen. I'm saying because it's in line with the book, which I'm going to give you in a minute. He died. At that time, he hadn't been born again. When he died, his spirit left his body. He said, it's like a man taking off his suit or taking off your shoes. He said, that's how. He said, he, 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 his spirit left his body. He could see his body lying on the bed. Then he went down, down in darkness. And he began to scream. And he began to cry, God! I belong to the church. I've been baptized in water. Said there was no answer. He went down, down. He said he could see the lights of the earth fading above him. And he went down. The Bible says hell from beneath. And he actually went to hell. As he approached the gates of hell, he could see the fires. A very horrible creature came and grabbed hold of him wanting to drag him in. Then he heard a voice. He didn't know what the voice said. It was not in English. It was in some other language. Talk from heaven. And the creature let him go. And then his spirit came back up through that dark alley or pathway. And he came right back up into his room where his body was lying. He said he came you know, near where the head of the bed, the, the, the bottom of the bed was. And he could see his body. Then he entered his body again. And he began breathing again. His little brother had run out 
and said, Mommy, Mommy, Grandma, Grandma, Ken's dying, Ken's dying. So they all rushed. You know, told his brother, I said, Mommy, if I've ever done anything to hurt you, tell her I'm sorry, you know, I think I'm going to die again. And he died again. Went back again to hell. Through the darkness. Gates of hell again. Those creatures tried to, I'm going to give you scripture for all of this in a minute. Try to bring him in. Again, that voice spoke from heaven. Now, there's a part I didn't say that I need to say. When his mom, when his dad, and sorry, when his brother went to tell his mommy and his grandma, his mommy went out of the house and she began to scream and pray that God would have mercy. And then those creatures, the voice came from heaven again. Those creatures let him go. Went back again through the darkness. Came up by the, this time he didn't come at the bottom of the bed. He came by the side of the bed. He could see his body and entered his body. And he saw his brother, I think his grandma. And again, he apologized. Said, you know, anything bad thing I've done. I love you. You know, I think I'm going to die again. And he died again three times. In a 10, 20 million period. This third time, he went again, left his body, went down into the earth. All the other time, when he's saying, I belong to the church, all that didn't work. This time, as he got down, those creatures came to meet him again and try and drag him in. Again, that voice spoke from heaven and they left him. And he said, coming up. But this time, when he said, come up, he said, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I ask Jesus to come into my heart. You know, and that, you know, forgive me my sins and all of that. He said, sinner's prayer, in short. And came back to his body, but he didn't die again. And all that weight of guilt, he wasn't afraid again. And he didn't go back to hell again. Uh, now that he was born again, he had another experience on that same deathbed. I don't think it was the same night. I think maybe some days later. You know, this time he died again. But it wasn't like the first one. He went to heaven. And he went up and saw the lights of heaven and everything. And a voice from heaven came and said, Go back to the earth. Your work on earth is not yet done. And he came back into his body. Then he began to read his Bible. He didn't have a Bible. So it was his grandmother's Bible, who was a Methodist. And he began to read his Bible. For those of you who know Ken Hagen's story very well, he was like that for another, like many months. I can't remember the exact, you know, but almost a year, because this was between 16 and 17. As he began to read the Bible, he now, he'd been born again now. He now began to see Mark eleven twenty three, that whosoever shall say, you know, he can be healed. To call a long story short, he got healed. And then when he, you know, he got healed, God raised him supernaturally, healed the incurable heart disease, healed his deformed heart. And like we say, the rest is history. The reason why I feel led of the Lord to share this is that many of us have relatives 
and friends like Kenneth Hagin. Nice people who go to church. Religious people, but they're not born again. And the essence of this message is to how to snatch them from hell. Kenneth Hagin was literally snatched from hell through the prayers of his mother. His mother wasn't even baptized in the Holy Spirit. She was a Baptist. She was a Methodist. But God heard the cry of a woman in desperation whose husband had left her. She was staying with her parents, looking after these three children. And you know, God is a merciful God. You need to understand that about God. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. And knowing that God was going to use Kenneth Hagin mightily, God appeared to the mother and said, the child will live and he will not die. And God intervened supernaturally. Now, this is not only true of Kenneth Hagin, it's true of so many of us. This experience Kenneth Hagin had, a lot of people have it. The only difference between Kenneth Hagin's own is that many of them don't live to tell you. They die and that's it. You just see them go and you don't know all the intricacies and all the contentions that are taking place in the realm of the spirit. And the purpose of this message is to open your eyes. Now, to prove to you what I'm saying, uh, like I said, I'm not busy only on this vision, I'm busy on the word of God. Look at Isaiah chapter 14. Isaiah 14. And uh, I want to look at verse 9. Isaiah, excuse me, chapter 14 and verse 9. Everybody, open your mouth and read this. Don't be afraid. You're not going to hell. Say, hell from beneath is moved to meet thee at thy coming. It stirreth up the dead for thee. I'm just going to stop there. This is not true of Ken Hagen alone. Everybody. When people, when they leave their, when, if people are not born again, when they leave their bodies, where the spirit leaves the body, it goes down to hell. And these horrible creatures, they're of course demonic, you know, they come, they come and meet you. That's what Ken Hagen happened, that happened to Ken Hagen. said hell beneath is moved to meet you at your coming. And he stirs up the dead for you. These spiritually dead creatures. And they want to drag you in. Now this is where prayer becomes of great significance. And we're going to go to the book of Jude. In the New Testament. And uh, it's one chapter and the verse is verse 23. I... For years, I knew that story of Kenneth Hagin, but I didn't have scripture to connect it. But now I do. Hence this message. He says, he's talking about praying in tongues. I'm going to come back to that before I close the message. But I just want to focus on verse 23 now. Talking about human beings generally. He says, others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire. Hating, even the garments spoiled by the floor. Ever say pulling them out of the fire. Say pulling them out of the fire. Say pulling them out of the fire. Oh! 
That's what happened to Ken Hagen. God, through his mother's prayers, pulled him. He had entered the fire. Those creatures, let me tell you something. Dearly beloved, who are Christians, ladies and gentlemen who may be watching, and maybe you're not born again, you are playing with fire. This is not religion. It's not philosophy. It's a reality. You leave that physical body without the Lord Jesus Christ inside your heart, you will go down. And those creatures will come and meet you. It's like a welcome committee. Yeah. To try and drag you in. Unless you have some good pastor. Or some, that SU you don't like in your family. That person you disdain, but who is praying for you, may well be your savior. That will snatch you. So pulling them out of the fire. That's why I titled the message, Snatching Them from Hellfire. And why? Two reasons. One reason, but I'll give you two scriptures. Like I said, I'm putting scripture behind everything, not just because of Ken Hagen's experience. First Peter, First Timothy chapter 2, in verse 4. The Bible says this. You know, these are scriptures that we read, we know them, but sometimes the, we don't, we don't um, meditate on them. Talking about God, it says in verse 3, First Peter chapter, First Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. For this is good, I didn't hear you, and acceptable, in the sight of God our Savior, who will have some men to be saved? Do you know God doesn't want anyone to go to hell? All men! That is why God is raising up people who pray all over the world. See, God opened my eyes. And you see, this thing has actually, I've had the experience with some of my relatives. My uncles and people, you know, when around the time they died... I noticed God did something. I, my, my, my prayers for them intensified. Many of them, I was praying for them to be healed. Many of them didn't get healed. But I know God snatched them. God loves men. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish or go to hellfire. But to be saved. The second scripture is in 2 Peter chapter 3. 2 Peter chapter 3. And we're looking at verse 9. How many people are still on my side? How many people are still on my side? The Lord is not slack. I didn't hear you. Concerning his promise, as some men clown slackness, but his long suffering. You see, you don't know, people don't know God. This is sinners. I, I used to be like that. So I'm not looking down at other people and talking from a, a place of uh, um, arrogance and, 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 and self righteousness. When I look back on my life, especially my teenage years, from around 12 to, I got born again when I was 20. 
19 plus 20. I would have died so many times. I knew God was. And then, you know, I, I come to the conclusion. God is no respecter of persons. So he couldn't have done that specially just for me. He does it for everybody. He's just that people don't know the individual experiences of each person. Some people are so insensitive to spiritual things that they don't even realize. I remember as a, as a, as, as a, as, as a teenager, I, I shared this testimony with us here before. I was 14, 13, 14. I was getting ready for my GC London. You know, I was in the boarding house in, in CMS. I wasn't very well. I wasn't sick, sick. I wasn't a sick or I didn't have any type of... But, you know, I frequently would get ill, my tummy and things like that. So I decided to go back home and start coming like a day boy. I was a boarder before. This is, I was a boarder in Form 3. So in Form 4, you know, which was time when we choose our YX subjects and start preparing for school set. And our set, this was 1974, we were the second set that changed from January to June. So what others did in five years, we were doing in four and a half. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you, and God bless you.